This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome to our Behind the Markets podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Schwartz. Alongside Wharton Frank Professor Jeremy Siegel, we tackle the latest market trends every week on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Our guest consists of experts like the world's leading authority on long-term economic growth, Bob Gordon. We will continue to see jobs created rather than destroyed. Former chair of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen. I mean, I don't think either of us ever expected that we would live through a financial crisis. Or even the head of the Digital Indian Foundation, Arvind Gupta. The reason that people are talking about India is massive digitization and financial inclusion that we have done over the last couple of years. Enjoy this week's show. Welcome to Behind the Markets here in Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Jeremy Schwartz, Global Head of Research at Wisdom Tree. My co-host is Warren Finance Professor Jeremy Siegel, author of Stocks for Long Run and the Future for Investors. Please note, I'm retro representative for Side Fund Services. Professor Siegel is a senior advisor for Wisdom Tree. Our discussion is not tied to the offer or sale of investment products, and the views of our guests are their own and not those of Wisdom Tree's affiliates. We're going to have a really interesting show for you today on this Thanksgiving holiday going into the weekend. Uh, we're going to be talking with Greg Valliere to talk a little bit about the political dynamics. Uh, I know we like hearing from Greg. But Professor Siegel, as you think about, reflect on this year and thinking about where we're going, uh, how's your current read? It's still very, very excellent and, and very, very positive. Uh, I mean, I think we have, we have three really positives looking at uh, pushing this market. I mean, first of all, uh, the liquidity that I spoke about for so long, the dramatic expansion of the money supply, traditional money supply. I just looked at M1, and since the first week of March when the pandemic broke, we are up 44% in the M1 money supply, un- unprecedented for the last 75 years. Um, the second is, of course, the excellent development of the vaccines. Um, we mentioned last week, of course, uh, uh, the, the, the Moderna and the Pfizer. I actually think uh, AstraZeneca uh, uh, actually uh, did not do as well in terms of how they, they rolled it out. Um, uh, they got some success, but uh, some of the biggest success actually came from a mistake in terms of the dosage that they have. So it wasn't the greatest rollout, and now they looks like they may have to redo the trial, at least for the U.S. I'm not sure they need to do it in, in, uh, in, uh, in Europe. Um, but uh, nonetheless, the vaccine news is, is, is excellent. And then third, the election. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, the very likely, you know, keeping in the Republican Senate uh, uh, then blocks the tax hike. Um, uh, so far, Biden's choice of Janet Yellen, who I've known. I was, I was first to actually interview Janet Yellen uh, when she left the Fed, uh, an outstanding person for Treasury. Um, uh, you know, the Biden choices are moderate and pleasing Wall Street so far. So, uh, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of terms of the election outcome, I think it's, it's a, a very excellent. Those three, these, those three factors are very, very positive. Um, and I, I think they're going to continue to push the market um, up going forward. We do see the rotation to value continuing. But, it, I mean, it isn't that tech is collapsing. Uh, tech has, although Nasdaq has hit a new highs the last couple of days, the tech 
sector of the S&P is still below that September 2nd high, while, of course, the rotational uh, so-called reopening uh, sectors are actually hitting new highs on Russell, 2,000 hitting two highs, and, of course, the biggest landmark of all in terms of popular culture, the Dow uh, did pass through uh, that 30,000 uh, mark. I remember it was less than four years ago. I was in Toronto, asked to be on CNBC. It was um, uh, when the Dow uh, crossed uh, 20,000 just two months after uh, Trump was elected president, and now we have two weeks after uh, Biden was elected president, uh, the Dow uh, pushing that uh, 30,000 uh, barrier. Yeah, no, uh, the, the, where we are in that sort of tech sector rotation is one of the ultimate questions. When you think about those valuations, how, how do you think about where we are in, in, in that compared to some of your, your previous work back in 2000? Yeah, again, nowhere near uh, as extreme. S&P tech sector back then was selling 70, 80 times earnings. I think it's around 30 now. Um, so uh, in a much lower interest rate environment. I mean, I think the only area that I would say is really speculative, um, and one of which was Bitcoin, which uh, did, did certainly get kind of a comeuppance uh, with a little break. Uh, the electric vehicle, I mean, I certainly did not believe Tesla was going to challenge and break its highs that it hit on September 2nd. And, of course, some of these other electric uh, uh, vehicle uh, 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 firms but it, th- those are a tiny, tiny fraction of the market compared to what we saw in 1999 and early 2000. So I, you know, I don't see that that uh, you know one could say this whole market is certainly uh, rife with over speculation. Yeah, the the Tesla getting added to the S and P. I've been getting some commentary about yeah. like what does this say about the the challenges of the, that S and P index exactly. committee when they get added and some of our work that we did back 15 years ago. You always saw, you know, the, a lot of the new entrants they add them after these big pops and then they go on to uh, to have some and, challenges. And I'm glad you brought that up, Jeremy, because it uh, it was when Yahoo was added in '99, um, and I wrote about that in Stocks for the Long Run that I got began to get disenchanted with just going to cap-weighted S&P. I mean, I, you know, I mean, no one knows what Tesla will do in the future. We know what happened to Yahoo in the future. Uh, a lot of these uh, high flyers that get added at the peak uh, uh, certainly could make for an underperformance in, in the average going forward. So it was actually when Yahoo was added in 99 that began me thinking that, is a fundamentally weighted indexing could actually outperform the cap weighted indexing. Now, you know, although cap weighted has outperformed fundamentally weighted indexing over those subsequent years, it's really been because of, of uh, the continued rise of tech stocks, but certainly not on, on Yahoo. So is Tesla another tell that maybe one should just not be going to a strict cap weighted portfolio? Yeah, that's going to be something we're, we're all watching very, very closely going forward here. Um, let me bring in our guest, Greg Valliere, who is Chief U.S. Policy Strategist at AGF Investments. He's been somebody we've been checking in with this, this election season, somebody I know Professor Siegel likes to follow closely. Greg, welcome back to Behind the Markets. Thank you, gentlemen. Maybe. Uh, go ahead, Professor. Yes, well, uh, Greg, I love having you on. I love your Washington bullets. You and I, uh, I, I send you missives. You're very patient with me. Uh, uh, on, on my reaction, uh, let me let me throw a lob something at you. Uh, you know, one of the 
the big Biden uh, uh, features of his uh, campaign that he was actually going to assemble a group of you know science-based experts that was going to get us out of uh, the virus problem. Um, it appears to me that the only thing that Biden really can do on the virus is uh, just uh, okay the distribution of the vaccine actually developed under the Trump administration. I mean, uh, what what else is there to do? Uh, what is your word? Is I mean, I, I get conflicting news. How much of that distribution is set up? Um, some people say it's going to start rolling out the day after the EUA is granted, which I guess is going to be a little more than a week from now. Uh, and there are definite plans. Other people say there's no plan. There's not much plans. Um, what 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 do you hear, and what do, what do you think? Well, I still think, uh, Jeremy, that. December, January, February are going to be difficult months. Uh, clearly, we'll go for medical personnel first, doctors, nurses, you know, medical uh, technicians. Uh, then we'll go to people who have pre-existing conditions, people who are elderly. Uh, I think for an awful lot of the country, it will be late winter before we get anything. So I, I am not optimistic about the next three months in terms of fatalities, hospitalizations. Uh, Fauci will play a bigger role. I think they'll probably talk aggressively about distancing and uh, wearing masks. Uh, but I think the biggest wild card of all is whether we get a stimulus bill. I think we really need one. Yeah, and, and you came out with an interesting point in your, your, your bullets. Uh, you think it's still... It's it's as high as 50-50. Is that before? Uh, I mean, with this Congress, or or uh, do we have to wait till Biden to get it? Well, it's inconceivable to me that Biden will will not meet with Mitch McConnell in the next week or so. I think they have to meet. McConnell, I think, holds the key. Uh, I think that the Georgia runoff also is a big factor on January 5th. That may freeze them from doing anything. But there seemed to be a pendulum shift in the last few days. Uh, people in Washington and both parties realize that a lot of benefits expire at the end of the year, that you look at unemployment claims, they haven't looked too good in the last couple of weeks. I, I think there's a growing feeling we need to do something. It's not going to be $3 trillion or even $2 trillion. But I think something at $800 billion, $900 billion, just to get us through the next couple of months, I, I think that still is very much on the table. I agree 100%. I mean, in fact, I believe, I mean, that had Pelosi, Mnuchin, Trump, uh, and the Republicans, and McConnell uh, had foreseen how the surge, this big surge we've having, they might have scrambled for something earlier. But, you know, at that particular point, it was sort of quiescent, and, and there was, uh, you know, signs actually going down. The urgency, though, has picked up. And, uh, you know, everywhere, restaurants that had indoor seating as the weather's cold, you know, and, and, and fitness centers and, and, and everyone else uh, is suffering a lot more than we thought they would. And I, this, this has got to make an impression. Uh, we hope it makes an impression on on, 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 on Congress. So do, you, do you think it's 50-50 uh, or even a little bit higher that we're going to get something? I'm 60-40. Uh -huh. 
until oh, we get something, it, it, it probably won't be enough. I, I'd be very surprised if it was more than a trillion, but it still could be pretty substantial for December, January, February. You know, once we get to the end of February, early March, I think everybody will be focused on the vaccine. But, I, I, again, I think the next three months are going to be pretty bad in terms of the numbers. I think it will motivate Congress, but uh, I mean, the most enigmatic figure by far is McConnell. McConnell hasn't even congratulated Biden on winning. So uh, I, I think he has to step up next week and yeah. make his voice heard. Now, the stimulus, this so-called skinny stimulus, uh, PPP targeted plus uh, some bonus to the unemployment, which is kind of what was you know, semi-agreed upon between the two parties. Uh, do you see uh, something else uh, there? What, how how do, you, do, you, do you see another check also? Or Yeah. I, I, I don't rule out a check. It, maybe not 1200 Maybe it's half that. Uh, there would be unemployment benefits. There would be small business benefits. McConnell, if he does get back into the game, is adamant about some kind of liability protection for uh, companies, which the, the labor unions hate yeah. uh, and the Democrats aren't crazy about. But I think in order to get McConnell on board, you've got to give him some liability protection. But, no, I, I don't rule out a check. Okay, so I mean that plus pretty targeted PPP, and uh, I'll tell you just on my opinion, if we do get it, that's another stimulus for the stock market. Uh, Absolutely. Because that it not only gets us through, uh, you know, a difficult period, but it's going to add more money built up so that when the vaccine comes, uh, that that spending will, uh, you know, I think explode onto the scene. It's, it's a funny story to analyze because we all know by April, May, we'll be off to the races, no question in my mind. It's just the next three months that are really going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still planning to get my first shot before December 31st. Having crossed 75, I, I, I kind of get up there to a, a group that might get it. I'm in a population center at the University of Pennsylvania, so uh, that I think is actually getting an allocation and um so i i'm 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 very much looking forward to it and i hope the distribution uh, you know matches that and we're, we 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 certainly are not going to have enough for everyone but everyone doesn't want to take it right away or needs to take it right away uh um in any case um so well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see how fast it's rolled out but i surely agree with you on 40% of your the point. public says they don't want a shot uh, well uh, a lot of people don't um I think they will once they see their friends get it, and then yep. Fauci and Biden and you know non-Trumpers <laughs> say go get it. Uh, I, I think oh, I we'll have so. enough, and with 95% efficacy, we don't need the uh, percent to get it that we would have needed when we had 60 to 70% efficacy. So I mean, yep. and and then and uh, the, those people, even if you contact someone who gets it, probably getting it is very low. And with these vaccines, those that few that did get it actually only got mild cases. So everything looked really uh, good on, on 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 this vaccine front. Yep, I, I agree. I agree. The other the other big story, Jeremy, obviously, is Georgia. You know, if the Democrats do not win both seats, and I think they probably won't win both, that's another tremendously positive story for the markets. It means that there won't be any big taxes yeah. for, for the next couple of years. But And two things to say. Well, first of all, 
in the betting market's already three to one. So I, it would be a shock if they didn't. But I yep. always say we always um, uh, have uh, John and Joe to the rescue there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Hester and uh, Mansion. Uh, yep. If it goes 50-50, I mean, I think they will go for a much milder tack. I don't think they're going to go for what Biden put on his website. Um, even if the Dems take both those seats, which I agree with you completely, is it's not is unlikely that nothing is impossible. But um, uh, I don't think he's going to get everything. I, I think he will get something, absolutely, on a 50-50 vote. Uh, uh, but I think it's going to be scaled down for what it was. And that is uh, that, I think, is going to mitigate how uh, uh, it is. I, I do think if the Democrats do take it, on, on, on both of them, there will be uh, at least a short-run downward movement. But then that, let's look at the good side, more fiscal, more infrastructure, more stimulus, more money into it um, will uh, cushion the blow. You know, with all of these potentially positive stories, we have to worry about something. If there's something that I'm worried about right now, it's oh. Iran. Uh, there was an incident this morning. It looks like the Israelis killed the chief nuclear scientist in Tehran. Uh, I'm sure U.S. drones had something to do with it. Trump has this enormous antipathy toward the Iranians. He's indicated he, he wants to go after them. I worry in the next couple of months that things could heat up in that part of the world. You mean before the January 20th um, yep. Uh, yep. inauguration? Absolutely. Uh, Trump has made a lot of noise that he wants to go after the Iranian nuclear uh, program. And I, th- I think Netanyahu knows he's only got two months left uh, where he has pretty much carte blanche and then he won't get that kind of support from Biden. So the, the story broke this morning. You know, we'll see. We, we've got to see tomorrow morning how, how it's covered. But I just sense that things are going to heat up in that part of the world. Interesting perspective. Uh, and there's a risk I did not uh, consider uh, looking forward. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we, we need to monitor. Thanks for telling us about that, Greg. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Markets podcast. If you want to learn more about WisdomTree, visit WisdomTree.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeremy D. Schwartz. I'd like to thank Patty Hall for producing our live program on SiriusXM channel 132 and our podcast producer, Daniel Bruno. Join us next week for another edition of the show. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.